This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. 60 seats. Some Republicans in the last week have been saying 30 seats. Um, we are not. Uh, we are not in that ballpark. But this was not the red wave the polls had suggested. We, uh, we didn't have a red wave. It was a blue wave. And just look at this map. Right? That's not a red wave. Uh, that's nothing like a red wave. If you woke up this morning and you were stunned at the results nationwide, you are not alone. Welcome into Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Brandon Rathard hanging out with Stephanie Bell, John Marsh, Brian Housworth. Producer Hannah, what happened? It was definitely not a red wave. That's my headline this morning. Not a red wave. We are writing. So today we're pretending like we're working for the newspaper industry. It's a dying industry, but we're working for it anyway today. Uh, we're working for a newspaper. We're writing the headline. My headline is not a red wave. Stephanie's headline. I guess if it's a newspaper and not radio, then it would be Boone County eye roll emoji. Okay. And but if it were radio? Boone County. <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. <laughs> I love Hannah's headline, too. Meh. No, it's pretty good. It really is. It's pretty good. Thanks. Meh is the headline. It's yeah. pretty good. Uh, Marsh, what's yours this hour? I I like uh, what Fox came up with, and they said it's not a wave, but GOP Republicans seeing red. Mm, seeing red, that is yeah. pretty good. Jack off the text, uh, 874-9390. It's not the economy, stupid. Ooh. Mm. Uh, nationwide. So right now, still four Senate seats on a national level, still four Senate seats at play. And, of course, those are some of the big ones. Uh, Georgia, Arizona. Uh, Nevada, Wisconsin. So there's still four out there in play. That's one of the big stories this morning. I think a couple of other things. Michigan, uh, they did a, uh, they voted to uh, protect abortion rights in the state of Michigan. Meanwhile, in Kentucky, and this is really interesting, you think Bible Belt Salt of the Earth, Kentucky voters have rejected an anti-abortion ballot initiative. So uh, pretty surprising stuff there. I'll tell you something that wasn't a uh, surprise. Scott Fitzpatrick winning the uh, state auditor's position. Seat currently held by Nicole Galloway. We're going to chat with him here in just a second. But first, a quick headline from Timothy at 874-9390. What's the headline you're writing this morning, Timothy? Expectations out of bounds. Expectations out of bounds. That's one way because of looking. It, we, we are dealing with... Uh, the Democrats are just so... Mm, I mean, we have to deal with them, and uh, we, you can't... You still got to fight every day with them because... It, they're kind of in power right now, and it's harder yeah. to fight against that. But we, we, we win a few seats. we got to be thankful for that and keep moving ahead. Don't be discouraged. Yeah. Timothy, thank you. And to your point, I think people like Joe Biden. Joe Biden's probably feeling invigorated for the first time in 27 years, as much as that dude can feel invigorated. You know he's got to be waking up in a really good mood this morning. Yeah, and one thing about <clears> – <throat> I think it's very important to note something because I've noticed a lot of the tone from the callers – Republicans did unbelievably well in this state. Super majorities in the Missouri Senate, super majorities in the Missouri House, every statewide office holder for the first time in a hundred years. And uh, if they, if what happened in other states does not, not have any impact on Missouri. Now, yeah, in Boone County, there were uh, Democrats did extremely well, but you look at Missouri as a whole, ruby red, it's as red as, as any time as I've seen in my lifetime. 
and locally losing that 47th seat yeah, in the that's, 50th that's seat. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. But right now, let's bring in one of the folks who did pick up a win. It was not unexpected. Scott Fitzpatrick. He is the state treasurer. He is now the auditor-elect. The loan seat currently held by a Democrat, Nicole Galloway, on her way out. Stepping in, Mr. Scott Fitzpatrick, this is not the first political race that you have won. You have won several in different offices over the years. Is this victory any sweeter, any different than the others? Well, you know, you always enjoy a win. And uh, I, I have to say that the national uh, the national outcomes, I would say, have, have made it a little bit bittersweet. You obviously, you know, we I've been listening to you guys talk here for a little bit and uh, would have liked to have seen better uh, better performance uh, for Republicans nationally, I think we have to you know, take a step back and reflect on why why we didn't uh, see the results we were expecting. But uh, I am obviously very excited to have won uh, and to have uh, you know, been the person that, that is taking the last seat statewide from Democrats in Missouri in over 100 years. And, you know, now you've got to focus on doing the job and making sure that you, you know, give voters the things you told them you're going to give them. And, uh you know, make sure that you don't let them down because they've given us this opportunity. So while we weren't surprised by, you know, your win, I, I think some of the state house races I was surprised by. It's being reported this morning that Missouri Democrats picks are picking up five seats in the House. Now, you as a longtime, you know, member of the House, what do you make of make of this with them picking up seats here in Boone County and Springfield? What what should be read into that, if anything? Well, you know, the House Republican Campaign Committee has long been, you know, an incredibly effective operation for House Republicans to go into these really close seats um, and, and, and win these tough races. And for a long time, there's really been no no response to that out of the Democrats. The Democrats have have started to organize a little bit and, and have had uh, have been a bit benefited from some leadership that is really focused on you know, these targeted seats and they, they competed and, and, you know, they went out and they won some tough races. And so that's, uh, you know, disappointing. And every, uh, every once in a while, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have a disappointing cycle. This should not have been one of them. Uh, but you're right. I mean, we lost an incumbent in Springfield, Craig Fishel, who's a really good guy, uh, lost a nail biter down there. Um, you know, other pickup opportunities just really didn't materialize, uh, for us at the house level. Uh, and the Senate, obviously the Senate, you know, was, you know, no, no real surprises in the Senate. I thought we had a chance to maybe win the, uh, the St. Louis County seat over there, uh, the Tracy McCreary one. But, um, you know, I, I was not, uh, not, uh, betting on that one necessarily happening. Uh, and it didn't. So, uh, yeah, we, we definitely need to, you know, take a step back and, and regroup and be ready to go next cycle. Uh, Mr. Fitzpatrick, we appreciate you joining us. Brandon and I, of course, covered the rally for 93.9 The Eagle um, this week when you were speaking over at the Republican headquarters. And I, I know when you went to the microphone, you said that there's 525 school districts across Missouri. And I believe, and I'm, I, I'm going from memory, I believe you said maybe 10 to 15 have been audited. The rest have not been audited. It sounds like you will audit school districts as auditor explain that in the, the significance of that well the auditor you know the auditor has the responsibility to audit uh, state and local governments and um, inside of that is school districts and it's one of the areas that for you know for a very long time has just not been given any attention and when we talk about you know how much money what the state spends its money on 
the largest expenditure of state government is on the Medicaid program. We spend you know, oh, you know billions and billions of dollars a year on Medicaid. The second is is K twelve education. And look, I'm a public ed- I grew up in public education, rural Southwest Missouri. My mom taught public school for 33 years at the same district. And so I, I am not, a, you know, an anti-public education guy, but at the same time, I also can read and look at numbers and I can see that two thirds of the kids in Missouri aren't proficient in math or science. And over half of the kids in the state don't read on grade level. We're giving record funding to schools and we need to make sure that parents uh, have, have the tools that they need to hold their school leaders accountable to teach their kids the things that they need to know to be ready for the workforce or go to, go to college and not spend all this money that we're sending them to, you know, teach them gender theory when they're in elementary school or, you know, indoctrinated with racially divisive curriculum when, when they're going through public schools. That's not what parents want, and they've had a front-row seat to this, uh, to their, edu- their kids' education. It's the one good thing that's come out of COVID is it's re-engaged parents that maybe were just kind of handing their kids off to public schools and, you know, hoping for the best. They now see that they need to be really engaged in the lives of their kids from an educational perspective and we want to help them do that by um, focusing some of the resources the auditor's office on all right we're hanging out with uh state auditor elect current treasurer scott fitzpatrick this morning on wake up mid-missouri scott is a sitting treasurer maybe you could comment on the failure of amendment one as it affects uh, investments for the office and what that might mean for your successor you know, it's a, obviously I'm disappointed in the outcome. I was kind of expecting Amendment 1 to fail based on the ballot language. Um, you know, Secretary of State's office uh, wrote the language in a way that, that pretty much guaranteed failure because they said that it was going to allow the General Assembly to override the Constitution and essentially and, and it incorrectly stated that uh, it was going to give the legislature the power to invest state money. So, you know, we didn't, frankly, I didn't expect it to win. I would have liked to have seen it win. Um, I think that we'll, I'll work with whoever the next state treasurer is to uh, try to get that back on the ballot. And this time we'll work on getting the ballot language in the, in the joint resolution, which frankly is something we should have done the first time uh, that better describes what's happening. Uh, really, the, we're leaving millions of dollars per year on the table that we could be earning uh, if we had some additional investment options. We would be earning a lot more money without taking any additional risk. Uh, and it's disappointing that we won't have that opportunity or the next treasurer won't have that opportunity. And it's really the time it becomes really challenging is when you get into uh, zero or negative interest rate environments, which we are essentially in for an extended period of time during the height of the COVID pandemic when the Federal Reserve cut rates. We had billions and billions of dollars we were having a very hard time finding a home for. Uh, and we were in a position of almost having to pay people to hold our money as opposed to getting paid interest to invest it in places. So uh, we need to give the treasurer more flexibility down the road to deal with things like that and i'll be uh you know working with whoever that is as i transition to try to help them uh take another crack at that mr fitzpatrick let me ask you this can you explain real briefly we've only got about a minute and a half here but uh we've got a lot of regretful biden voters that have been tuning in to wake up mid-missouri over the past year or so we've got an influx of new younger listeners so one of our missions has been to try to explain what these things mean in very simplistic terms somebody listening right now at 8 19 in the morning what does that mean now that we have a republican as our state auditor and that that person holding the office is scott fitzpatrick what does that mean for somebody listening right now well, it means, you know, and I think that the, the partisan, uh, the partisan uh, 
leadership of the person in office and the auditor's office is less important than in a lot of offices because the job of the auditor is called balls and strikes. But I think what you can count on from me is, look, I'm going to be auditing a lot of Republicans as a Republican. So when I put out an audit, you know, and there are findings in it, it's it's the real deal. It's not going to be political. You know, it's not going to be political because I'm not going to enjoy, you know, having audit findings on Republicans. But I'm somebody who in my time in the legislature and as treasurer, uh, you know, I've I've uh, been willing to criticize Democrats and Republicans when I thought they were doing the wrong thing. And I've stood up for taxpayers uh, against policies from both sides. So, you know, I think what you can expect from me is just somebody with, that is going to, you know, run the auditor's office with, with an even hand and it's going to be fair. But it's going to hold people accountable that are spending our money and wasting it. Uh, and if we find people stealing the money, we're going to work with prosecutors to put them in jail. Uh, and so, you said any victory is a sweet victory. Uh Till how late last night was your sweet victory partying? Not very late. Right. No, I, I did a quick uh, at-home party with my family. Nice. So we were bed right. uh, after we knew the results. Scott Fitzpatrick, uh, auditor-elect, state of Missouri. Congratulations. And, you know, as always, if there's anything that we can do to help you in your office, let us know. Hey, guys. All right. All right. We'll see. Sounds like he was already on his way out. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, whatever, guys. Uh, see you. Uh, another headline. We're writing headlines for the news story of the day after what happened on a nationwide level. Still four Senate seat up. Uh, four Senate seats up for grabs, and they're all very close uh, races. So we're writing headlines there. Uh, and this is from listener uh, Rebecca. Uh, says, uh, what the hell, Bobby? I'm guessing they're referencing something there. I don't know if it's from a TV. Is that from King of the Hill? I don't know what it is. Maybe somebody knows what that uh, what that is. Coming up, we're going to be doing the Morning Bell Business News. Little twist. Only Stephanie Bell can give you. What do you have for us today? Another headline for you. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Time for the Morning Bell Business News with that little twist. Only Stephanie Bell can give you. I'm really disappointed that I didn't win the Powerball. Um, but what was with... The drawing. So apparently they didn't draw Monday night. A glitch. Yeah. I'm wondering, is the Powerball, uh, uh, the, the people that build the Powerball machines, is that Dominion? Is that, <laughs> is that, I'm, just, I'm just wondering. Is it drawn in Arizona? Are they still having a lot of problems? <laughs> if you're not able to watch the show tomorrow on YouTube or on our Facebook channel, you know why? Slight reference to. And as it turns out, guess where the person was who won? Oh, you know, it'd be really sweet, like, if it was something like California or something. Yeah. That, what? Exactly. No. Yeah, California, somebody in California won. Now, they were predicting that it was going to be $1.9 and it ended up being, like, $2.04 billion. Um, and, yeah, somebody from California is going to walk away with all of the money. Um, but there were some winners here locally in Missouri. And I was thinking, you know, I don't need the I don't need the $2 billion, but, you know, 50000 here or there, yeah. I, I'd take that. That's not, like, ruin your life money. Yeah. That's just, I take the I take the full cash payout up front. Um, and we still don't know why the delay happened. Uh, they did say that somebody didn't complete the security protocols, but they have this like interstate lottery compact where the states agree that we won't tattle on whoever is behind. So we don't know which state really had the problem. We didn't get the numbers, the lottery numbers until Carl Rove called them, I think. <laughs> but we did find out there were two $1 million winning tickets. Okay. Uh, and I think in order to get a million bucks, I think you have to match five numbers, but then not the Powerball, I think, is the million-dollar combination. Um, in Rosebud, Missouri, have you ever been? I think there's a gas station there, and I think that's about 
it. And the gas station is there so you can put gas in your car to leave Rosebud, Missouri. I looked up their population in 2021. Their population was 394. Yet they sold two $1 million winning tickets. Like, process of elimination. I know people want to be anonymous, but somebody in Rosebud's got a got buckets of money now. And wh- where is Rosebud? Uh, it's uh, like, uh, let's see, near St. Louis, Rollo, okay. like that, yeah. right? Am I right, John? Like, yeah. what is that? East, southeast of, I don't know. It's in Missouri, Brandon. It is in Missouri. <laughs> but also, okay, so we also sold a $100,000 winning ticket in Hazelwood, and then $50,000 uh, was won in Florissant, Odessa, Ozark, St. Louis. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. State employees are one of the lowest paid uh, state governments in the country, but I believe we're about the seventh largest state government per capita. That's Republican Jim Schulte wins uh, House seat 49, Callaway County seat currently... Uh, currently technically held by Travis Fitzwater. Travis Fitzwater winning election into the Senate, and that's where we start this segment here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Brandon Rather. There's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Still a lot of hot uh, takeaways. I will say this right now. We're getting ready to chat with Kip Kendrick. Uh, he is the incoming presiding commissioner in uh, in Boone County. Tomorrow there's a lot to cover because some of what happened last night and what is still unfolding this morning will have some big implications on the 2024 race the presidential race. The other thing that we're watching is, okay, so Governor Parson gets to appoint two more people in office uh, following wins last night from our Attorney General, Eric Schmidt, who's going into the uh, the Senate. So there's uh, some implications there, what's happening on a statewide level. A lot of things to cover tomorrow. And then I will say this, Friday, we're going to kick some tail on a feel-good Friday. Because, like, we need it. <laughs> going to take a break from take all a the break. politics. It's crazy. One name, and I'm very, very excited, excited to hear from Kip Kendrick. I think that's uh, he's going to have a huge role here, and he's a rising star on the Democratic side. One name that I certainly am going to pay close attention to for potentially, uh, this is just me as someone who's covered the Capitol, and Governor Parson's been down there, but if, if he is looking for someone, and he will, to replace Fitzpatrick a treasure, I think he has to look at Dan Hegeman. Dan Hegeman was the Senate Appropriations Committee chair, very widely respected. Not really, I mean, he's conservative, he's certainly Republican, but not partisan. But you you almost have to have someone in that position that has some experience with the budget. And I don't, I don't think Cody Smith would want that, although I think he potentially could go to him as well. Inevitably, there could be wild cards, but if I were to pick one guy that I think, and I don't know this, that I think he would look at because he likes to tap people that he served with, I would have to say Dan Hegeman would be uh, near the top. That's just my gut feeling. And, you know, while we kind of have separated today Missouri and national politics, I do think in looking at what happened nationally, there is a lot to learn for Missouri conservatives and looking at what happened in like the House, in the State House uh, last night. I think there's a lot to learn for Missouri in 2024. And I think, I mean... I'm a little nervous. I, I'm still optimistic, but I think we have to be. We have to look at last night, and we have to make some changes. Uh, for, uh, since it did not turn out the way a lot of Republicans were thinking last night, uh, I think I'm the opposite of optimistic. Like, man, are we really going down this? pathway maybe we'll cover that tomorrow but then friday we're not friday we're i don't know what we're gonna do friday here on a feel good friday it's gonna be good there's producer hannah john marsh is here john gladly taking any ideas you have to help really jazz up our feel good friday you got anything offhand 
We're going to have to come up with something, that's for sure. I'm thinking, like, even though I don't drink, like, keggers in here and some Fritos. Something. It's got to be a good time. Let's welcome into the show now Kip Kendrick, former state rep, uh, has been elected as the Boone County Presiding Commissioner. Kip Kendrick, welcome into the show. We are glad you are, are here being out of... Well, you're still kind of in the public servant life. You're uh, chief of staff, Senator Greg Razor, out of Kansas City. But been a while since you've now held your own elected office. How did that feel for you to be back in the scheme of things and to pick up a win last night? Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. I, you know, I felt good going into yesterday too. You know, people ask you how you how you doing, how you maintaining, and and I felt really good throughout the week just knowing that there was nothing more I could do and nothing I would change about how we ran the race um, and also knowing at the end of the day like Connie is a good person and she was running for the right reasons and she ran a good race and you know if, if I didn't win I know that she was doing it for the right reasons and if and if I did win it gave me the opportunity to serve again and that's it's it's humbling. I'm glad you acknowledged that because it was kind of interesting last night. Steve Spellman, you know, he's very active in the community. Uh, and I, I saw, I wasn't there because we were here doing election coverage, but I saw a video of Connie. I'm like, man, she really did look tired. And she she really did. I mean, she was everything. Um, she, she was everywhere. So l- l- let me ask you, because there's some things we can ask about the office, but I th- I'm more excited to ask you about this. So we've been talking, you know, Scott Fitzpatrick, Mark Alford's been on the show and talking about their the offices that they have now been elected to serve in, but also talking about what happened on a national level last night, not what folks were expecting. But we've been asking all Republicans, you're a Democrat. I'm dying to hear your point of view nationally what in your mind you do you think is going on you know i i, I really don't know and i be completely honest i haven't even <laughs> i haven't even looked at what's happened nationally uh just just caught up on catching up with friends and you know and, and family and, and trying to enjoy the night and trying to get two hours of sleep uh so i haven't really looked at that i, I plan on you know looking at it today and into tomorrow um i will say before i came on brian's suggestion on Senator Dan Hageman, what a what a what a throw out there you did there, Brian. That's fantastic. I even thought about that. Senator Hageman, like him leaving the building, just the institutional knowledge he has inside that building. If he would be willing uh, to serve as treasurer, he would be a perfect fit. And just just a true public servant. And and, and again, uh, Re- Representative and now uh, Presiding Commissioner elect, uh, I'll tell you. And I throw that out there only in that is someone I, I covered, and he's not. He's not a flamethrower. You've worked with him, but goodness gracious, you both know it, and it, it really in that position, it's dollars and cents and somebody who just can understand how to do it. And uh, I just have covered, I, of course, I covered him when I was a, a young reporter 30 years ago. He was a young state rep. We we both have much, much less hair now, but he's been around a long time. So we'll, we'll see. Ultimately, it's going to be the governor's decision. But uh, I know you work with him and you both have enormous respect for each other. Oh yeah, and you know Scott and I were texting, you know, throughout the week as well. I've always, I've just truly enjoy him, Scott Fitzpatrick. He's, he's just a great guy, and excited to see him in his new role. He is great as treasurer, but he's he's just a much better fit for auditor. He really is. I, I mean, that's who he is, and that's you know that's how he operated the the House Budget Committee is with an oversight function, and so he's going to do spectacular in that role. So I'm excited to see him so uh, to move move into that too. 
Yeah, turning to your new role, I know I got an invite. There, There's a Boone County Municipal Government Dinner coming up in November of Boone County elected officials. And while, you know, the, the elections in Boone County last night were pretty much a clean sweep uh, for Democrats, you know, in outs, you know, Centralia, Ashland, you know, there's more conservatives uh, elsewhere. And so, you know, if you look at all the counties, Boone County, I think, is one where we're pretty much split. And, you know, we've got Representative Reich and now we've got two new Democrat House members. Um, you know, how do you see your role as presiding commissioner of Boone County and kind of coordination? Some of the big projects that have really come to fruition, Roachport Bridge, all of those things have required significant coordination, cooperation. Do you see yourself in leading that process and how do you do that? Oh, I, I'd be I'd be honored and humbled too. I mean, I've always, I always point to the Roachport Bridge project in particular, and just the, you know the, the work that Senator Blunt did on that, but just the, the just the cooperation and coordination across all the government governmental levels too, which you don't see often. But when it happens, and it happens like that, it, it's just a true success story. And you know that's a you know if <laughs> I'll try to be optimistic moving forward from the election. I hope that. I hope that we can continue to to disagree and on policy and, and think, really think through things deeply. But I hope I'll hope that we you know find a way to to figure out how to to work together on things, right? Well, and, and I and yeah, row in the same direction. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, I know with Ashland, we've had like some MoDOT issues come up, and and as little old Ashland trying to go approach MoDOT, that's a hard thing for a small town. But with the backing of the county, you know, I think we might have more success when we're really trying to get stuff done. All right, our guest right now, uh, Boone County Presiding Commissioner Elect, former State Representative Kip Kendrick, joining us on Wake Up Mid Missouri. Kip, I think for a lot of listeners out there, they look at county commissions and go, wow, you know, they're elected officials and they get to do a lot of fun stuff. I'm sure you can probably relate to the Capitol as your time as a minority member on the budget committee. Man, if if county government isn't about doing the budget, it's not about anything, is it? (laughs) That's right. Uh, There's a lot of minutia to it, right? And it's not glamorous. I think that, you know, the commission, we need to do what we can to kind of elevate the profile of the commission help people better understand how the commission interacts with their daily lives. Uh, but also, you know, just dive into the weeds of it. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about resetting, you know, because campaigning and governing are two completely different things, or at least should be treated as such, right? And so I'm excited about, like, resetting out of that campaign mode and, and really digging back into the policy where I just, I love it and, you know, it's, is where you make the difference. So uh, you, you and I, we've been knowing each other uh, for a while. Would you be mad if I asked you, are you going to stay in this office for the full term? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, you mean, would be mad if I asked you that? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. And it, it, All it, right, it, just it, checking. It's the right question to ask. I mean, it really is. And I, I don't take offense to you asking. I, right. I've got I've to build back trust. I've got to build back trust with, with people. You know, I do. And I, I was joking with the team today. I, I texted them early this morning, the, the team of interns I had worked with me. I said, if we announce for the re-election today and we start knocking tomorrow, conservatively, I think we can hit about 290,000 doors, but a stretch goal would be about 500,000. I imagine there's going to be a lot of eye rolls when they wake up and read that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I plan on being there for a full term and, and hope to run for re-election in four years. All right. Well, I'm glad you get us. That's why I felt comfortable asking that question. You know, we're never trying to uh, uh, to be uh, mean. It's just sometimes how we play the game. It's like a talk show host 
you know, on some radio station encouraging people not to vote for the Democratic candidate for Boone County Commission. And then 24 hours later, he's a guest on that same show. <laughs> <laughs> like if you wonder, it's the game. Don't hate the player, man. Hate the game, right? No, and, and you know, you don't even hate the game, right? Like, people need a choice, yeah. and they do. And, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to approach this office just like to the, you know, to the greatest extent possible in a partisan environment such as General Assembly, uh, where I tried to be as nonpartisan as I could. This is a perfect opportunity to just represent all of Boone County. We're going to have disagreements. I'm going to disagree with Democrats at times. I'm going to disagree with people. But I'm willing to listen, and I'm willing to, to work through those disagreements and figure out how, how do we move things forward. That's, that's what it's all about. This is a special place to live. All right, incoming Boone County Presiding Commissioner. Again, I do want to thank you for mentioning the hard work. And I know you worked hard, too. Connie Leppard, my goodness, uh, businesswoman of the year and uh, successful business owner for 40 years. I know she worked incredibly, incredibly hard. Kip Kendrick, uh, you know the gig here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. In the future, if there's anything that we can do for you to be of service to the folks in uh, Boone County, uh, you've got our numbers. You can reach out and hit us up, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, too. Hey, you bet. Of course. Brandon, if I could make a very quick point, um, and I think this is very, very important to note to the listeners, and I said this to Scott Fitzpatrick when he was on. He was the, the chairman of the Budget Committee, and I'd say it to the listeners because Kip was his ranking Democrat. Both of those guys, one Republican, one Democrat, I would cover every House Budget Committee hearing I could uh, because those are loaded with information. And both of them would stay after the hearings to talk to me. They didn't have to. They did because I wanted to make sure that yeah. all my information was absolutely accurate. And there were times when Kip and the chairman were both late to their caucuses, but both talked to me to make sure my information was accurate because they understood the importance of getting the story right. That, I think, is a very important thing. I give them both kudos for As that. matter of fact, Scott Fitzpatrick, after you uh, became a family member, one of the first things Scott Fitzpatrick said when he heard Brian Halsworth here on the show, he's like... <gasps> Oh, my gosh. But he told the story about you, about how, you know, there would be a lot of times and talking about his respect for your journalistic chops, much like the journalistic chops, John Marsh. Mm -hmm. But he said, he said, man, he said, there would be times I'd be late for meetings because Brian Hosworth was standing there in the hallway with his pen and paper saying, I want to make sure I have this right. And he said, you know. I was always, I didn't care about being late to meetings. If there was a journalist standing in my hallways here in Jefferson City and he's wanting to make sure he's got the story, I'll spend all day with you. Right, Coming up. I did. Thank uh, you. Before we, by the way, Gary Nolan, he got a big show today. I was saying last night while we were doing election coverage, can't wait to hear his take on that Fetterman-Oz race. Gary Nolan show uh, coming up a little bit after 9 o'clock. And Trump fans, he's telling me, he says Trump fans are not going to like what he has to say this morning. That's coming up. This is Wake Up Midnight. Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Enjoy some things that we did not get to get to on the uh, on the show today. And I'm trying to. Uh, I got a couple of things that are non-election related. Listen, big things before Gary Nolan show uh, comes up. Still four Senate seats uh, for the taking right now. And I think that's the big thing on a national level. Locally, obviously, Eric Schmidt wins. Uber locally. Uh, here in mid-Missouri, we lost two conservative seats in the state house in Jefferson City. Lost the 47th seat to a Democrat. Lost the 50th district seat to a uh, to a Democrat. A3. That passes. So those are the big things. Gary Nolan's going to be on some of this, as will Fox News. They'll be on it. And then later today, of course, Randy Tobler. Tobler show starts at, uh, starts at 4 o'clock here on the, on the radio station. Uh, anything for leftovers that's not election-related? 
M-I-Z, yeah. Z-O-U, did you hear? Uh, this is such a cool story. New York City in the 2022 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm a big marching band nerd. I know Hannah is, too. Oh, yeah. Love a good marching band. Mizzou is just one of 12 bands that will be, form be performing at Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. How uh, cool. Yeah, I love that. It, and I was thinking, when you and I emceed, uh, I guess, the biggest homecoming parade in the nation a couple of weeks ago, I thought, why isn't the Lincoln University marching band here? Oh, they're very good. Yeah, I've, I saw Lincoln University in 2015 at their homecoming. My goodness. And I'm wondering... They should be in the Mizzou. They should be in the homecoming parade. Yeah, and I saw they just had a big first basketball game, too, and I love going to their basketball games because usually their band shows up, and it's always a good time. Yeah. Marsh, what's in your fridge of leftovers? Well, it is election-related, and we brought it up on the air, you and I and Randy Tobler, but it was referenced the Department of Justice field agents staking out <laughs> a, a Cole County polling place, as we were told. We heard it secondhand from one of the county employees who said that uh, they went out and checked, and the allegation was that uh, there were disguised DOJ agents outside one of the polling places. Turned out to be an Ameren power crew with their cherry picker truck. <laughs> very nice, man. Very, very nice. Uh, also, some other things we didn't get a chance to get to this morning. Uh, man jailed after road uh, road rage case in Jefferson City. Apparently, traffic and as we see with a lot of people today, whether it's out on the streets or whether it's out on the highway, like Highway 54, and you have a disagreement with somebody, quickest way to handle a disagreement is just pull out a gun and start popping some caps. Uh, no. It's not? Let's well, not do that, please. All right. Well, that's what people are doing. Well, somebody cuts you off in traffic and you want to shoot them up, blows me away. And also, story I know that's been covered a little bit, but Columbia police are warning of a suspected prowler targeting woman, women. This story reeks of like 1979. I mean, there is a, uh, a, a police sketch artist drawing of what this dude might look like, but there's a series of...